Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I'm your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. Today, we're going to continue our conversation about creating wealth and success in your life and business. Our guest believes that this process may be easier than you think and has nothing to do with our backgrounds, education, or current status. She teaches that anything is possible and that you can have fun along the way too. It is my pleasure to welcome the highly sought-after speaker and best-selling author, Venus Castleberg, back to the show. Yay, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So in our last segment, we talked about a lot. We covered a ton, including your coaching and teaching clients, the access consciousness tools, trying to make sure that people understand that they are not broken. We talked about your book, Here to Forever. And we've also talked about how your personal journey really is a reflection of and has led you to where you are today. And so for the second part of our conversation, given that we are primarily a business-driven podcast, but also look to other things that really are inextricably linked to business, including our personal lives and our well-being, I'm sure our listeners would love to hear a bit about the coaching that you do. And you touched on this in our in our last segment, the coaching you do for businesses. We would love to hear a little bit more about it and how, you know, like let's start very simply. Like, how do you do business coaching? Do you coach individuals within businesses or do you coach actual businesses themselves as a whole? Great question. Yes, I'm. Let's see. So when I, I feel like there's one thing that I really wanted to say. So Simone Millis is the founder of Joy of Business and Access Consciousness. And she says, business is your life and your life is your business. So they are the same. So there is no separation. Like you said, if we're addressing your life, we are addressing your business. And I think you've all heard this, like how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're struggling in your business, chances are you're probably struggling struggling in your business the same way you are in your relationships or with money or with your body. So I do work with both. I work with individuals and I work with the companies as a whole. As a whole. I do coaching calls for entire companies where we all get together and talk about what's up and, and then we, you know, I address things that people talk about. I, that insurance agency that I talked about, I worked with the owner of the company for a long, for about six months and had him really change his points of view about what business meant and how he was doing business. And then that subsequently changed his whole way of doing business and then receiving from the business. I do coach that a lot a lot. That's something that's a little bit different in the business coaching that I do is we do business a lot. And I encourage people to receive from the business as much as you give. So we give a lot to the businesses, but there's also an an energy of needing to receive from the business. Let it contribute to you. It wants to give to you as much as you want to give to it. So when you're building something or creating something, 
allow it to be synchronistic, a symbiotic relationship instead of giving everything until you're wiped out and you don't want to give anymore. Well, we're going to get into that in a little bit about people who are trying to figure out the best way to balance their professional and personal lives. And I just wanted to note, we've had Simone Millicis on the show. It's been a while since she appeared. What a wonderful woman. What a great session we had together. It was a wonderful interview and she's really transformed a lot of people's lives. Yes. Yes. She's changed mine for sure. And she's an amazing woman. And if you want more, she has the Joy of Business book, but she also did a Getting Out of Debt Joyfully book. I highly recommend them both. So as we've started talking about the business bent to what you do, let's look for a moment at different, I would say, inflection points that some people have during the course of their professional and and business lives. So for those of our listeners who may be interested in making a career change, for example, they're looking at what they're currently doing. We've seen this a lot with COVID where it's the great resignation is what people have been referring to it as. How do you coach people who may be wanting to make a career change? Well, it's there's a couple of different things that I encourage people to do. One is to write down, what do you want your life to look like? Meaning not necessarily the details as much as how do you want it to, what do you want it to feel like? What do you want it to be like? What do you want it to to bring to your life? And that meaning like, do you want to feel like you accomplished something at the end of the day? Do you want to feel like you were appreciated at the end of the day, that you made a difference, right? There's this energy and this part of who you want to be and what you want to create in the world. And Joseph Campbell... I think it was Joseph. Mm-hmm. Is his first name Joseph? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember Campbell. <laughs> Joseph Campbell said, follow your bliss, right? And everybody is always just like, I don't know what that means. What's my bliss? Well, why don't you just start with the few things that you like to do? Now, I'm not, I'm actually talking about your life for a second because we also don't want you to just go out and quit your job and I'm going to go follow my bliss, but I don't know what my bliss is. This is that dissecting piece Mm -hmm. of starting to figure out, well, what is my bliss? And it's that like, okay, so do you love to paint? Maybe work your job during the day and then come home at night and paint and just see what that energy feels like. What does it feel like when you go learn to dance? Or I have a friend that wants to learn how to play the harmonica, like, right? Do little things that bring you joy and that you enjoy. And as you're doing that, you'll start to find the energy or the feelings of what bliss feels like, of what it feels like to feel good about something that you just did. And then you begin to look at, okay, so what do I love to do? I mean, it took me a long time. I'd ask myself for a long time, like, what's fun for me? Because back in my 20s, it was partying and and dancing. I love to dance. Mm -hmm. But when I was no longer doing that, (laughs) I had to like really ask myself, okay, so what's fun for me? And one of the things that I get the most out of, like I'll go on hikes in the woods in nature and I almost always get like, 
downloads of information or inspired ideas or creativity because I'm doing something that my body and I love to do. Like I love to be outside. And so I encourage people to do the things they love to do, even if it's just something small on the side first. And then they start to like uncover, wow, I actually really love to do this. Now, the other piece, and I know a lot of people probably heard this from different sources. The other piece is that you'll, that thought just went away. (laughs) (laughs) It'll come back to me. I'm sure it will. (laughs) So another thing that Simone Millicent teaches is that money follows joy. Mm -hmm. So if you want to create more money in your life, do things that bring you joy. Now that might be the nine to five job you have, or it might be the podcast that you record, or it might be the painting, but the joy that you bring to your life isn't necessarily the job or the business. It can be, but it can also be all these other things that you do that bring you joy. Like I like just hanging out with my dog. That brings me joy. So And it doesn't have to be big. I think a lot of people think, well, I have to have this big, grandiose plan and I have to come up with a business plan. That's not actually how it starts. How it starts is the living your life and doing the little things that bring you joy. And then it it will grow, especially the more you're grateful for the little things that you have that bring you joy. That's wonderful advice. So let's switch gears just a little bit. So We've got folks who are thinking about potentially starting a new business or a new partnership with one other person or a couple of other people. So not all that different from a marriage. Some call that a business marriage. What advice do you have for people who are contemplating embarking on a relationship like that with one other person or a few other people? Well, that's a great question when, well, first of all, I would pay attention. I know I'm bringing this up a lot, but I think that this is actually a really good tell for you. How do you feel around those people? Now, meaning what is like, when you're around them, do you feel uplifted? Do you feel lighter? Do you, or do you feel heavier? Do you feel contracted? If there's a heaviness, and this is actually a great tell for romantic relationships as well. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend choosing relationships, partnerships, business partnerships or not, doesn't matter, that make you feel better when you leave their presence rather than people who make you feel worse when you leave their presence. Now, I know that sounds really simple, but all the other logistical business things when you're working with people can be worked out as long as you are both in that energy of how can we encourage each other and uplift each other and challenge each other to grow, but not judge each other and make each other wrong. So if somebody's judging you, I know judgment's kind of a, everybody's judging everybody in some fashion, and you can learn to be more in gratitude for them. If you're grateful for somebody, judgment and gratitude cannot exist in the same place. So if you're having trouble figuring out how to be grateful for some or how to not judge somebody, you just find something to be grateful for them for. So that would be my first advice is just that you're really looking at, okay, at the end of the meetings, am I excited? 
is, does this seem like it's going to be fun or does it seem like it's just going to be a lot of work and painful? <laughs> and then either choice isn't bad or wrong, but just know that you're going into, you might be going into this heavier, painful, challenged energy. Okay, you'll still grow and learn from that. That's not wrong, but just know that that you chose that. And we've almost all had it. I can't promise that everybody has, but almost every single person here has dated somebody that they knew they should not date. It is the same exact thing in business. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And I do think your advice is important, even though some people might associate it more with personal relationships. I do think you have to feel just as energized and positive and have a forward momentum with your business partners as you do in your personal relationships. Because if you yeah. don't have that sort of positive momentum um, with those relationships, I do think that it may foreshadow some potential difficulties down the road. And it's what I consider from a high level, I call it having good EQ, being able to gauge situations, gauge people, not just where you fit into it and with those people, but just in terms of how you conduct yourself. And I do think those things are very important. Mm -hmm. So switching gears to another question, which we touched on a little bit earlier, which is, I think a lot of people, again, in COVID have done a lot of self-reflection and assessment of their lives. And one thing, a consistent theme I hear from many people is wanting to try to create more of a work-life balance in their lives. If you have people that you're coaching that mention this as a goal to you, but are really struggling with how to go about achieving that balance, what advice would you give them? Um, Gary Douglas says, give yourself one hour a day and one day a week. And I have personally added this to my practice, to myself, my life, and I've also added it to many of my clients. And it really is just take an hour a day to do whatever it is you want to do for you, whether that's and now I'm not saying that actually you don't work during the hour because you might, if that is really what fires you up. I mean, we all know when we're really creative and we're creating something new, we get super excited. You feel recharged after that. So it doesn't mean that you stop working, but if you're not feeling recharged after what you're working on, do something for an hour that recharges you, whether that's moving your body, going for a hike taking a bath. It might be writing a book or creating something new, calling a friend that always makes you feel better after you talk to them, right? Meditating. I meditated two hours a day, an hour to two hours a day for years. That's a possibility. Get your bars wrong. <laughs> you know, another possibility. <laughs> but whatever it is that actually makes you feel like you're filling your tanks back up so that you can go out there and keep going with the overflow. And then the one day a week is the same thing, but it's that permission to just do whatever you want to do for a day, like work your ass off for six days a week, minus the hour a day. And then the seventh day, whatever day that is, it doesn't have to be a specific day or it doesn't have to be Sunday, 
But like, just let yourself do what you want to do. You might wake up late. You might sleep in. You might not. You might get up early. You might go for, you know, a longer hike because you have time. Or you might sit down and read a book. I mean, when was the last time you read a book? Because we're all so busy. So for me, that's my number one recommendation to people. And I have seen so many of my clients' lives change just because they're willing to do that. They take that one hour a day for themselves. And a lot of times that one day a week becomes a family day, but they love that because they know, especially these insurance agents I work with, they know that that one day a week is the reason they're working as hard as they are is to have that time with their families, to have that time where they get to go play, they get to go ski or sled or, you know, jet ski water, they get to go play, right? If we don't have those sort of rewards, I'll call them, you will forget why you're creating what you're creating. You will lose the momentum because you're spending so much time working your ass off. So that's my number one. (laughs) Well, and that's really helpful and wonderful advice. And I think I'm definitely going to try applying that to my own life. I love what I do. I think I... um, I need to get better about taking a bit more time for downtime because that's really what I've noticed in my own life is that's where the creative energy starts coming in. You can't have those sort of aha moments, creative insights when all you're doing is being super focused on the task at hand. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly, you know, based on our conversation and conversations I've had with others including Simone, these are very powerful concepts and tools that we are talking about. What have been some of the biggest rewards and biggest challenges that you have encountered in your path of learning this access consciousness tool and methodology and teaching it? What have been some of the biggest rewards and challenges? Uh, The biggest rewards? Wow, just seeing people's lives change so dynamically and for the better, you know, challenges. I think for me, it might actually be like getting people to know, to understand it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that, you know, yeah, even the title there is people who are like access consciousness. I don't know what that is, but it is in 90 countries and it's all over the world. So it's, at the same time, it's getting out there. It's just, there's still a lot of people that don't know about it. So I think for me, it would be more people knowing about access consciousness and that it's a choice. It's not, like I said, it's not the right path. It's not the right modality. It's just a modality that has changed my life in ways I could not have imagined. And my relationships, my businesses, I mean, everything is my money flows. I used to be broke, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, creating wealth. So those are all a possibility and yeah, it can start with a book. Um, there's a lot of us out there doing free videos for people. So Dr. Dane here has a tour of consciousness. It's a great way of getting exposure to the access consciousness tools and learning how they work and trying them on. And it's free. <laughs> so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's terrific. 
So we've talked about this a couple of times on the edges, but I would love to ask you this question, which I've asked a lot of my other guests, especially over the past few months, which is obviously COVID has changed the world in many different ways. How has COVID shaped and shifted your message and the way you deliver it? Well, I'm, I might be one of the weird ones that was actually really <laughs> grateful for COVID. <laughs> like, I loved, I was already working from home, so that it really wasn't that much of a shift for me. Mm-hmm. But what I loved is it actually expanded our reach, access consciousness reached more people, even my personal business reached more people because I was able to facilitate people around the world more because more people were getting used to the Zoom and the being online thing. So now I can facilitate people from around the world. I always could, but not everybody was mindset that way. And now I feel like most people know what Zoom is and are are like, okay, we can get online. Like it's not a big deal instead of waiting till we're in person to be able to do it. Now, that being said, there are some things in access consciousness that still have to be in person. The bars is one of them. We can't do that at a distance, but we can do verbal facilitation and coaching on Zoom or on the phone. So that was huge. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that expansion, but I also, I truthfully, I enjoyed the quiet. It was a lot more quiet during COVID. Yeah. Me meaning traffic and. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Traffic's definitely back with a vengeance. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. So you've accomplished so much and your message and your teachings is, they're just so important. You know, looking back on your life and how it's unfolded and evolved, is there any advice that you would give to your younger self knowing what you know now? And if so, what would that advice be? (laughs) two words, just start. (laughs) Elaborate. So when I, yeah, I think if I was to go to my younger self, you know, there was a lot of waiting and hesitation in my life and, and wanting to make the right choice and wanting to be, to not make the wrong choice and truthfully just choose, just start. There is no right or wrong, and you'll you'll discover what you want to do as you're as you're choosing. As yeah, so I would have told myself to just start. Great advice. <laughs> um, you you've got to do something. As I think it's Einstein who says, nothing happens until something moves. So right. yep. you've got to move in order to start the ripple effect and to yep. have your life begin. And you can always change course or tweak it. However, you end up choosing it, but you need to do something. So that's great advice. So what is next for you professionally and personally? I am actually writing a a new book. I'm really excited about it. And it's more of a book about choice and to just choose instead of waiting for your life to happen or expecting somebody else to create it for you. So that's in the works already. We're already, I'm already writing that. And I think just continuing what I'm doing with access consciousness, being a joy of business facilitator and 
facilitating consciousness around the world. I'm glad that we're opening up the travel because I am traveling more and facilitating. I really enjoy that as well, but I love to travel the world and experience different cultures and different people's lives and facilitate wherever I go. Well, that sounds wonderful. Our time together is almost over. Do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners before we sign off and where can they find you? Thank you. Yeah, you are not as messed up as you think you are. (laughs) I'm sure people are relieved to hear that. (laughs) Yes. And if you could do anything, I would just encourage you to find things to be grateful for about you, to really figure out what's great about you. Because there are things that are great about you. I know we focus on all the things that are wrong about ourselves, but if we could just focus on what's great about ourselves, it would be a different world. And if you'd like to learn more, you can go to venuscastleberg.com. It is spelt with, the last name is spelled with a B-E-R-G and Venus Castleberg and all the social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And Here to Forever, Finally Free to Be Me, the book is on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. Awesome. Well, I am definitely going to be checking out your book and I can't wait to see your new book whenever you are done with it and it's released. And I really want to thank you so much for your time and your generosity in speaking with me today. It's really been a privilege. Oh, it's been such an honor to be your guest. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. We hope that you've enjoyed part two of our conversation with Venus Castleberg and that you will join us next week for a new interview. I'm your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks so much, guys. I hope you have a great rest of the weekend. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.